0: That's in the Bible? Hmm. You know, today's reading makes for a good pop reggae song. By the rivers of Babylon, where we sat down, and there we wept, when we remembered Zion. Both the song and the entire psalm express pain and sorrow. But the song doesn't quote the entire psalm. At the end of Psalm 137, there, there's a line that is terrible. It's awful, beyond awful. It's evil. I can't understand the pain that the writer of this psalm felt. I can't understand the anguish of a people who endured the atrocities committed against them by the Edomites. I can't understand a desire to kill the children of the enemies who have treated your children and your people Like animals raping and murdering them. I've never experienced that kind of rage that would come from seeing your children savagely murdered and abused. I can see how a person or a people would feel that payback was the only thing that would give them satisfaction. I can't see how a person or a people would want revenge after they had been treated so savagely. I can see how a people today want revenge against those who have murdered innocents. But I can't understand ever wanting to take little ones and dash them against a rock. The horrible idea expressed at the end of Psalm 137. Huh? I wish the verse wasn't there, but it is. I just I don't want to read it. Ugh. Some are more understanding with the entirety of this psalm. They say that it gives permission for people to be honest with God, say anything to God. I agree that we can say anything to God. We can chew God out. We can yell and scream, call God awful names, vent, vent, vent. In our venting, we let go of some of the anger and the pain. In our crying out, we begin what is usually a slow process of healing Even in our completely inappropriate words, God understands and God listens, always. God isn't the cosmic sheriff waiting for humanity to mess up so God can respond with lightning bolts or something like that. And as I say that, I've got to mention that Psalm 137 isn't the only place in the Bible where such words exist. In Isaiah 13, 16, it's the wrath of God against the evil. It gets this. Their infants will be dashed to pieces before their eyes. Their houses will be plundered, their wives ravished. And, and even with that, let me repeat. God isn't a cosmic sheriff waiting for humanity to mess up so God can respond with lightning bolts or something like that. Harsh, awful words have been used to describe what God is like. Those words were written out of human fear, anger, sadness, and Agony. There's something different going on in today's reading, though. This is a psalm. It isn't a promise of any kind. It isn't a view of exactly what God is like. It is the powerful, raw emotion of someone writing in pain and anger. It doesn't call God to pay back or kill children. It has the voice of the writer saying that happiness will come to the ones who get revenge against the Edomites. It says that happiness will come to those who slaughter the children of their enemies. I can say anything to God. It's not okay to seek revenge against our enemies. It's not okay to call for the slaughter of innocent children. Payback is dangerous. It doesn't pay back anything. It doesn't square things. It only makes things worse. Wishing harm on our enemies And our adversaries comes out of a desire to pay them back for what they have done. It doesn't work at all. Revenge does no good for anyone, ever. But let's not forget that these horribly offensive words are in our Bible. They are in our sacred book. We cannot, however, judge the whole of our sacred book by the presence of anger, offensive verses, or unacceptable texts. We can't judge any religion that way. Let's just call the end of Psalm 137 what it is, horrible, offensive, unacceptable, evil. And we can acknowledge that. The pain expressed comes from deep within a heart that has been through devastating circumstances and brutal treatment at the hands of someone else. We can seek to be agents of healing instead of division when we hear others cry out. We can hope that others will hear our pain and will be the agents of healing instead of division when we cry out. This and so many other Psalms remind us that in our anger, pain and sorrow, we can cry out. We can sing the blues. And in our crying, we can begin the slow process of healing. We can begin to live with and heal from devastation as we remember the place of pain and grieving. Amen.